feeling in touch with your religious side? Wanting to rid yourself of sin? It's your lucky day because God is a trans woman, woman. Sasha Saide. And Jesus is non-binary, binary, binary. Jacob Gamble. Join us on Queering the Air every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. Queer and trans, arts, politics, pop culture, and everything in between. Only on 3CR Community Radio. Come worship at the altar of your queerness desires. We would like to acknowledge that this event and all of the work that we undertake as a crew happens on a stolen land. We wish to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the traditional custodian of this land we call now Melbourne. We pay respect to their elders' past, presence and emerging. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. We also would like to extend our respect to our trans elders past and present. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Querying the Air with Sasha Sidek. Uh, my pronouns is she because I will never be her. So today... Um, is the second day of 16 um, days of activism against gender-based violence. And um, today, uh, I will cover that, especially a story um, that is related to sex work. But my focus today is about sex is a universal language. Let's have a conversation. Do you agree with me? <laughs> so um, today, I'll be, um, you know... Um, talking about sex positive, which I always have in the past. And also, you know, um, also going to keep promoting about um, the uh, sex, uh, safe sex practices and also consensual sex, which a lot of people sometimes forget. So we need to refresh our brain, um, our um, ourselves and have a self-reflection about safe sex and, um, and, uh, 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 and consensual sex uh, practices because a lot of people always misunderstood when it comes to sex, uh, a, a conversation about sex, especially in like a dinner setting or, you know, when um, the teenage kids is around and, you know, and they just do not want to talk about sex. But why not? Because sometimes, you know, it can be educational, especially a person who actually, um, like myself, who uh, uh Oh, know a bit more knowledge about um, sex, um, especially like um, like I said earlier about uh, safe sex practices and consensual sex practices. And um, this this needs to be talked, especially with your teenage kids as well. You need to talk about this, about consent, about safe sex. So you know, kids are probably um, you know feel safe to be talking about this uh, with you as a parent. But unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, I guess, um, I wouldn't say stigma. It would be a lot more, uh, it kind of like um, a taboo for a lot of parents, especially coming from a cultural uh, background, doesn't want to talk about sex at all. And I think that they think um, it's sin. And I think it's um, it's um, not normal to talk about sex, especially with their teenage kids. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> We're going to dive in more uh, about this later on. And I have uh, also, I've never talked about this before. I'm going to talk, I, I, I've, I've talked about this with uh, probably our closest friends. But today I'm going to talk openly about how I lose my virginity. So I'm going to play a song, um, Erotica my, by Madonna. And it's not playing. <laughs> Oh no, it's happening. Okay, so let me try another song. Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye.
That was Sexual Healing by Marvin Gave. As promised, we'll be featuring music to enhance um, intimacy and reveal the song that carries sentiment and value for everyone that is um, listening today. And we're going to explore different genres of music that can set the mood for intimacy and also, you know, to excite and personal uh, journey. So um, I'll be playing a few songs that to enhance your intimacy if you are doing that today. But um, yeah, so um, uh, I don't know what happened just now with um, that song uh, earlier with Erotica Madonna. I really wanted to play that song first, but we'll, we'll make it work later. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to dive in more on, um, the, uh, the topic about, uh, safe sex and consensual, uh, sex practices. You know, a lot of people do not know. Um, you know, um, I am in the focus group. In the sexual health, uh, uh, at the sexual Melbourne Health Clinic here, and also Alfred uh, Hospital, uh, uh, to talk about sexual health uh, within the transgender community, uh, especially trans women, and um, so I got updates for you that you know people have been taking prep to prevent HIV, contracting HIV, and also AIDS. Um, so people are, are, are prescribed with PrEP medication where you, you take it daily and um, where, yeah, you, you, you will be prevented from uh, contracting HIV and AIDS. And if you are not on those PrEP medication, and let's say if you had... Um, you know, if you had sex like last night and you think that you were at risk, within 48 hours, you can go straight to uh, Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic or Effort uh, Hospital or maybe to your GP. I don't know if some of your GP might uh, prescribe this, but they will prescribe you with um, with a PrEP uh, pill that you have to take for um, the whole month um, if you feel that you are at risk. Like when I said about at risk, maybe the condom broke or or um, you had an ulcer in your mouth or so on, okay? So if you feel like that you're at risk, go to Melbourne. This is what I know because you get free uh, a prescription, um, the pills, uh, the PrEP pills at the Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic that is in Swanson Street, Carlton, where you can get um, the PrEP medication. But it has to be uh, with, within uh, under 48 hours. So that's where you can kill that bacteria that is um, in you if you feel that you're at risk. So um, this is part of the education that I keep um, telling my peers. Um, some of them didn't even know this exists. So, um, yeah, so you can go to Melbourne Health Clinic where um, also... Uh, 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 they also you is everything is private. You know you don't have to uh, expose uh, your real name either. So everything is there is about helping a human being. So it's not about you know about um, you having um, uh, uh, um, uh, your status or uh, your visa status whatsoever. It's just about helping a person or a cure a person. Okay, so Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic in Carlton, um, uh, Swanson Street in Carlton. So another one is just recently they just released. I think it's about a couple months now. It's called uh, Dexy Prep. Okay, Dexy Prep is um to prevent you from getting STI. STI is sexual um um uh, <laughs> sexual uh disease, not disease. Uh, infection. Sorry. Sexual infection. We don't use STD anymore. So sexual transmitted uh uh infection. Okay. So, but some countries do use the word STD. So we go. We you can still go there um, to Melbourne Sexual Health Clinic because I think they are the best because they can educate you from. A to Z. They will take their time to educate you about all these uh, uh, prep medications. So yeah, Dexy Prep is for you. Oh, for you to uh, prevent you from um, um, getting um, STI. So yeah. So this is all part of the um, you know um, sexual uh, practices, safe sex, uh, uh, safe sex. Practices. <laughs> it's Sunday. I'm still sleepy because I had a long day yesterday. So, okay. One more thing. Also, like I said, I was in the focus group for sexual health for trans women. Um, 
they are going to come out with an app or even a website where you can um, take a picture of, let's say, a rash. Okay, so um, this is going to come out in 2024. So... You hear it here first because this is going to be an amazing um, app where you can just take a picture of the rash and then an AI will tell you if that is an STI. If it's not, then it will tell you as well if it's not an STI, it's just a bit of a rash. So yeah, so uh, this will be great because, you know, um, this app will help a lot of people who especially who have a lot of anxiety going into clinics or, you know, feeling shame of going to clinics. You know, some people are so private. Um, yeah, this will be a great opportunity for them to find out if they had um, STI on their skin um, or genitals. Um, so you can just take a picture and then an AI. AI will tell you if you had an STI. So yeah, we'll look out for 2024 because this is an amazing app that is going to happen here in Melbourne and also in Australia. So yeah, so look out. So Dexy Prep, Prep and the app. So, <laughs> so yeah, look out for, for that. So, um, yeah, um, do some research as well. You know, I think the best is all doing research. When you hear an information, please do research and uh, educate yourself about all these things because people do not take sometimes STI very seriously. It does damage some of your um, organs in your body if it's not treated. So, please, um, you know, and... I would just want to say as well, having an SDI is not the end of the world because it's being tr- you can treat that. And also, you know, um, and um, we need also to break that stigma of people having, you know, the status of having HIV because you know what? It's not the end of the world because you know what? There's always um, medication there for them um, and are getting treated. And another one more thing, you know, people always scared of, you know, um, um, uh, you know, having sex probably with a person who has the status. But you know what? People who have the, the status who actually, um, who goes uh, on a treatment, do n- you can't contract that from that person who actually uh, have um, HIV. So not many people know that as well. You know, you can't contract a person who are on treatment. Yeah, they, they could not give it to you. Okay, but still... Learn how to practice safe sex, okay? Condoms um, and so on. <laughs> okay, so next, I'm going to talk about consensual um, sex practices. You know, a lot of, um, uh, especially men, okay? Let's talk about men here. A lot of men thinking, um, you know, um, if you're um, a sex worker or you are, let's say, you met a girl... Or in in the in uh, a bar, you just think that everything consensual. I mean, getting in the bedroom, like okay, let's just keep on to sex work. He thinks he pays a, a sex worker, and he thinks he can have everything and anything that he desires. You need to have consent first. You need to talk about what you desire. This is a business transaction. Okay, so you need to talk about what you need so the sex workers would know uh, if they can actually provide those services to you. A lot of men just, uh, just assume all sex workers will do everything that they desire. No, bitch, no. And, you know, I, I've in, been in that situation before in the past with men, you know, especially being transgender woman, um, men just assume we do everything, like, especially in the porn movies. No, we don't, girl. We don't. You know, I mean, man needs to learn about consent, full stop. And talk about, you know, you know, if, 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 I find consent is sexy. Consensual is sexy. If you talk about consent, and then, you know, you will get what you want in the bedroom. And bo- both ways too, you know, and you know, both going to enjoy. So um, if you have a king as well, I mean, you know, 
even better when you talk about consent. I believe a lot of some of my um, peers who practice, you know, BDSM um, services, I love that they have rules and regulations and they do, uh, they talk about consent before they get in the room. And I love that, you know, because, you know, this is part of practices where a lot of sex workers can learn from. Um, I mean, not in the BDSM um, practices, but just, um, you know, in other category. Uh, but a lot of the those sex workers can learn from them because, you know, they lay out those uh, consent. And I think that was is very, very sexy and it's very safe where, you know, both can enjoy in the session. So consensual sex is sexy. Consensual sex is um, it's a must. And this is what uh, I keep saying to some of... Um, parents and you need to talk to your kids talk to your son especially talk about consent uh consensual sex and you know and how to respect women especially in the bedroom okay um just don't just assume what you saw in porn it's not real anyway bitch i've done porn i know it's not real there's a lot of cuts like cut and we have to uh take a break and then we go on again so you know, people always think like, oh, those fantasies are true. But it's not. Um, it's just acting. I'm just good at acting, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that's that's part of uh, the consent that I always talk about, especially with parents. You need to talk about consent with your kids, especially your son. Um, you know, uh, especially, you know, um, what's happening. I, I What's happening last night at Slut Walk, uh, uh, Melbourne Nam Rally, is about um, ending slut shaming, ending um, uh, victim blaming, and ending rape culture. We shouldn't have we shouldn't have to go through that anymore. You know, we do we shouldn't have to have a rally anymore, but we still do because it's still happening. Because the problem is, men do not learn about consent. Consent, consent, consent. You need to learn about consent, okay? And, um, you know, like I said again, if you meet a girl in a bar, if she's probably drunk, doesn't mean she gives you consent to be touching her, okay? It's all about consent. You need to learn about consent, okay? Consent is sexy, okay? Um, yeah, so sometimes I do really, um, angry at the uh you know the justice system here especially when a man uh especially a man with privileges a man um uh with money always get away with um the wrong things that they do here bitch if that happens in singapore uh, there's no fucking mercy for you okay so yeah so um this is the reason why we're still fighting for you know against um there's violence and this is why slut walk uh rally happened yesterday um and uh, which i saw it was a good turnout and thank you for all especially the allies that um was uh were there to support that movement and um thank you everyone that was there and um yeah so you know sex is sexy of course sex is um i always use it the word moist sex is moist but you know is what is more sexy is consent.
That was "Sex Is on Fire" by Kings of Leon. Don't you think that is a very sexy song? I find it very sexy, especially getting intimacy. <laughs> it's not like I've used that song. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I think it's time for me to talk about how I lose my virginity. Okay. So, um, okay. I I was 18 years old. Okay, this is back in Singapore. I reached, I transitioned at the age of 16. Okay. So, um, so this is back in Singapore at the age of 18. And, um, I don't know a lot about sex at the time. Okay. So, yeah, I just know that I love men. <laughs> so I've met this, um, American guy. He's a bit older than me. Um, I think he was in his, um, Late 20s or early 30s. So it's this American man. He's an expat living in Singapore. Um, and so, yeah. So fast forward, um, we met and we, t- uh, we, we, we had a chat. And, um, so he thought he find me really pretty. And, you know, at, at the age of 18, you take every compliment that you get. Okay. So, yeah. And I thought I, I find him attractive too. So, yeah. So, um, we talk a little bit and I t- fast forward. I told him that I was, I'm still a virgin, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, Oh, no way. Um, so he thought like, he didn't say that he wants to take my virginity away. So like, oh, maybe, you know, um, um, he gonna sh- uh, show me what's, um, um, what's I been missing, I guess, you know? And so he invited me to his place. Um, we went for a few dates, by the way. So it's not like this is the first day. So we went on a few dates and we have spoken to each other, um, for probably about, Two months, I think. Yeah. So, and then he invited me to his place and, um, it's a nice house. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then when I came, there was, um, lots and lots of candles everywhere. So he cooked as well. He made dinner. There was candles everywhere. And, um, and then, um, that's a song that been playing on repeat that I'm going to play after I tell you my story. Um, and that was the first time as well. Um, I try a glass of red wine. So, so yeah, that's the first night. Um, I had red wine. So I was, um, feeling at ease. So I was like very calm and you know, the mood was, everything was so romantic. He was so, um, gentle as well. Yeah. The word gentle. Yes. He was very gentle, very romantic, such a gentleman. And I guess, you know, he knew that this would be my first time and he make it all so special. At that time, I didn't know that. I'm just an 18 year old girl who know nothing about romance, know nothing about sex. And, um, so know nothing about wine. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, wow, I'm actually having a flashback right now. So everything was very nice. And like I said, I was very calm. And, um, we start off with a kiss on the sofa, um, that go on probably about maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then that's where we start to strip off. And, you know, he stripped me off. And, um, just like in a love movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I uh, can imagine. And then, you know, we end up um, doing it um, on that sofa. And that's when I lost my virginity. And, you know, and I'm so glad that happens with him because he was so gentle. He was, um, yeah, he was, he, 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 he made everything special because till today I can still remember that happened to me and um and and i'm happy to tell that story so you know sometimes it's the best to wait for the right person i know a lot of um you know i think the new generation especially when i was actively on the uh app it's not a dating app anymore it's like a fuck site so yeah um a lot of them especially the young ones they just want to uh wham bam Thank you, ma'am. You know, and especially the ones who are looking to lose their virginity. You need to make that special. So one day you can be like me and tell that story and how special it was. I know s- certain of us, um, 
you know, we lost our virginity, you know, um, you know, not by uh, choice. To be honest, I have another story when, um, you know, um, it's it's um, it's it's a long story. Fast forward, where at the age of seven, I'm being groomed uh, by a person, and also, you know, um, I wasn't say rape. I've been molested many times. Um, so, but I wouldn't say that. I lost my virginity that day, but this is the moment that I remember when I was 18 with this American guy at the age of 18, where I lost virginity, my virginity, where I can fondly remember and something that it it lasts uh, till today. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, so I guess, you know, uh, it's hard to talk about, you know, lo- losing virginity uh, either by choice or either not by choice. But today, you know, I choose to talk about losing my virgi- virginity by choice. So there will be a different story when I lost my virginity, losing my virginity uh, without my consent. So, yeah, we talk about consent earlier. So, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna dive into that because today is, uh, I want to talk a lot more positive part of uh, why sex is amazing. So, yeah, I'm gonna play you this song. Um, you know, uh, it's called Life in Mono by the uh, soundtrack The Great Expectation. Um, this is a song that I lose my virginity to. So that is the song. <laughs> it's pretty sexy, isn't it? That song. I think it's been um, like 20 years now. I think. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, yeah. So that is the song that I lost my virginity to. How sexy. Okay. Um, this is um, um, the... Um, uh, the 16 days of activism against the gender-based violence. This is just the second day of it. And, you know, I want to talk uh, more on, you know, the violence that occurs and continues to occur within the sex work industry. I was in the work sex work industry and um, I used to work uh, in a brothel as well. So I want to talk more about in the brothel because there's a lot of violence going on in there and still going. I haven't 
worked for a very long time and I still meet some of the sex workers, especially trans sex workers, and it's still going. The bitterness, the cattiness, and, you know, all these false informations about other sex workers because of jealousy is still happening. So, you know, I can share you about my experiences, you know. I, I'm not sure this has happened to me. I'm not that I know of, but this has happened a lot to other trans women, especially you know, um, especially when you are very popular, and and you are popular and you introvert as well, and that's when you're gonna get bullied. And you know, some trans women are just jealous as fuck, you know, and they're so bitter, especially the ones that you know. Um, I, 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 to be honest, I don't know why, because this happens all the time, especially, especially the ones that just came in, an introvert, introvert, and then their mood changed. This is the new ones I'm talking about. They come, they work, and then they're not getting um, any jobs, and they become very bitter, very aggressive towards other trans women. And they also end up um, also... Um, Making this false accusation to the clientele, saying this trans woman has a disease, this trans woman uh, are dirty, or all sort of stories telling. And some of the men, you know, they believe all these rumors and all these false accusation about other trans because I've seen it before, I've heard it before. I I give you an example. I've been with this client room and it wasn't my regular client. It was um, another trans woman regular client. And um, he t- told me like, um, he booked me and then he told me about like, oh, he heard from this person that her uh, his regular uh, girl that he usually uh, sees has a disease. And I was like, why would you believe uh, another girl saying that in the intro room? And he said, like, I don't know. I thought, you know, it might be real and I'm a bit scared. I said, if you actually practice safe sex, you won't be, you know, scared of all these things. Because every time you go, every time you meet someone new, every time you um having um sex with strangers, there's always a risk. So that's why it's always practice safe sex. So I told that to that clientele that you shouldn't believe what you always hear. Okay. First, first of all, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, false accusations happening here because of, you know, the cattiness, the jealousy about sex workers here. So um, fast forward, I go downstairs and I spoke to the person who um, um, to create these rumors about another trans. And I said, like, oh, this client was told me about what you said. And she said, like, oh, do you believe the client or do you believe me? I was like, don't give me this choice. That is manipulation. That is narcissistic. You know, that is a narcissistic behavior. So you don't give me that option. I mean, like, I'm coming down and ask you, why did you do this? If you say you don't do it, don't just say you don't do it. But, you know, why are you getting so defensive and saying, like, do I believe this man or do I have to believe you? But you know what? I know this happened too many times um, with other girls. And, you know, this, this has happening a lot of time. And, you know, I, it's so toxic working in those environment um, where, you know, also, you know, the owner of the brothels do not do anything about it because all they can think of is money, making money. So, yeah, um, there's no uh, safety plans for all these girls. I can tell you this, you know, it's true. And, you know, and then I still meet all these trans sex workers um, who are actively still work in a brothel. And all they talk about is other girls. And it's so toxic where this all false accusation on them. I wish, you know, I wish that happens to me if I know that happens to me in the past. I mean, I'm not active anymore, but when I was actively working and if that happens to me, I would take that bitch to court. Because this is, you know, this is defamation, definitely, you know, of all false accusation that is, um, you know, ruining my character. And ruining, uh, you know, my brand. So, you know, as a sex worker, that is your brand. And so, um, yeah, so it, it's never happened to me. I don't know if that happens, but I n- I've never seen it before. But it happens to a lot of other girls and I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for these uh, bitches, especially the ones who are making all these rumors. Girl, if you're not doing so well in the sex work industry, get a fucking other job. Do something else, you know. And, you know... um. Because, you know, 
you might be pretty, whatever, but you know what? Every man who comes in there, they have their type. They have their own type and they're looking for services, not just the look. They're looking for services like, let's say, um, uh, like BDSM, which sometimes you can't provide. So, you know, this is some of the girls, that is their specialty. So you don't be jealous. So if you're not making any money, get out, you know, and and um, do other things. Like for me, this is why I'm very content when I was a sex worker. I was very content because I focus on the price. Usually, I do not focus on others. And, you know, and I always do not also, um, you know, uh, um, uh, let the work uh, take over me. I do not see the money take over me because I pick and choose who I want to serve, who I want to give my services to. It's not all about the money, but a lot of the girls, uh, unfortunately, are crazy about the money. They will do anything. Uh, you know, especially, you know, some men who, yeah, I don't want to go there, but, you know, you do you, boo. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to talk about me because I always focus on the money. If I'm not making money, there's always plan B. This is why I always, um, you know, always I have plan B, plan C, and plan D. Um, you know, because I know you can't just stick to one job. And, you know, there's, there's days where you, your times will run out. Like some of the girls that is so bitter right now, your time has run out, bitch. You're 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 done. So get find something else to do, and you know instead of you know if you want to stay, you stay. Yeah, happy for you to say, but don't be don't be that person and hater because a lot of this happening and you are getting away with it. So if your sex workers here who are a victim of these haters. I suggest you get legal advice. There's a lot of uh, free advice out there, especially with the LGBT community. Um, you can reach out to me and I can refer you to them. And because this is considered um, partly part of the violence. Yeah. This is why I want um, to shed light on this because people do not understand. Violence is not just physical. Violence is also, you know, verbal, um, mentally as well. So this is part of your mental health as well. So if this happens to you in, especially in the industry, in the sex work industry, please reach out uh, for legal advice. Make sure you have evidence as well because, you know, these days, if you don't have evidence, you know, nothing can be done. So make sure, get evidence have that video or a, re a record or something, you know, and the best is have witness too. So, you know, I've, I've done this all before, not on the sex work, but yeah, I've done this all before. Or I can, what I can tell you, you need um, at least a witness and also evidence to, um, to support uh, your case. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just don't know why uh, this uh, toxic environment is still happening. Um, you know, this is part of the violence. And a lot of people hasn't talked about it, especially brothel owners do not talk about this because, you know, it's their business. Um, all they can think of about uh, making money. And, you know, in the past, you know, I've worked a few brothels in the past and I've seen that some of the girls also, you know, uh, so-called being trafficked. I mean, why I say that? Because some of the girls do not want to service these guys because of their uh, aggressive behavior in the bedroom. And probably it's um, they, they force uh, them to do things that they don't want to. So it's, it's uh, not consensual. So, but brothel owners always force them to get in the room and do the, the work because of the money. And, um, and some of the girls did it anyway because they don't, they, they don't want to lose, uh, their position working at that brothel. So it's very unfortunate sometimes. And some of the girls, they just, you know, they just want to keep, um, you know, peace and they just do things that, um, they don't want to. So it's, it's, yeah. This is a lot of things that happening a lot, especially in brothels and, um, and, um, that has never been talked before. Um, and a lot of them said, Sasha, you shouldn't be talking about this. It's just gonna, uh, you know, um, put, uh, you know, um, uh, gonna uh, 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 put uh, the bad reputation for you know um, in brothels but it's true though I'm I always speak the truth so you know so yeah so that is 
what is happening still. I hope it changes all those sex workers, uh, trans, especially trans sex workers. Um, if you are doing this, you need to change. If not, uh, hopefully those victims will take you to um, to court, hopefully, because you know what? You need to be taught a lesson. So, yeah. So, sorry to, you know, to put you on this because, you know, I always wanted to talk about this openly because, like I said, it's never been talked before. And, um, yeah. And, um, yeah. So, and I said, consent is sexy. Talk about consent every time. You know, we need to always uh, refresh our brain, refresh um and and learn um talk about consent and uh practice safe sex so yeah Body Code by Lulu Roach. Um, sex is a universal language. Let's have a conversation here at Curring the Air with me, Sasha Sidek. Yeah, so so before I continue, I want to do a shout out to my boo. Happy birthday, boo! Happy birthday to my bestie, Ibrahim Yunus. Babe, I really, really wish you all the best this year and I really hope all your wishes come true. I just want to tell you that I really miss you and I love you, Hip. So I hope to see you soon. Have a fabulous celebration. Um, and I hope we can do that someday um, together again. Love you. A lot of people ask me this question, okay? What is the kinkiest and the craziest and the wildest uh, request that I've been asked um, in the bedroom? I'm going to share you... Um, Probably a few, okay? Alright, the first one is... Um, I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think this is the wild one. But, you know, it's... Probably it might be wild for some, okay? Um, okay. 
<laughs> um, I was requested to be wearing a wetsuit. Okay, a scuba dive wetsuit. And um, yeah, this guy um, made me wear a wetsuit, like covered up. And this is in the middle of summer, okay? It was so bloody hot. So, and then um, he likes, and then he just rubbed himself on me because he liked the feel of that bodysuit. So, he, he, it makes he, he, he get really turned on. So, I just had to lie there like a starfish and then he just rubbed himself. Um, yeah, and he get really, really turned on and, um, yeah, he's fully naked. So yeah, by the way, so he just rubbed himself and, and, um, yeah, and, uh, he finished on that bodysuit. <laughs> so I don't know if that is wild for you, but I thought that was pretty wild for me. It was very unexpected. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Another one, um, this is a bit crazy. Uh, I guess this is part of the BDSM. I do not practice BDSM at all. But I guess uh, some guy, you know, um, it's teaching me how to do it because they just maybe like my look or uh, my build. I don't know. So he's teaching me. Um, so he's into BDSM. So he will be the submissive and I'll be the dominant one. So the dominant one is the one who's doing things on him or hurting him. Consensual, consensual by the way. So hurting him or anything. I'm the mistress and he will be my um, submissive one who, uh, who will be taking everything, the pain, um, the torture, the uh, um, everything. Okay, so he requested for his uh, ball sack, you know, ball sack? Yeah, the ball sack to be, um, uh, to be pinned down on a board, uh, 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 a wood board, and then I get a nail and a hammer, and then I stick, and I, uh, yeah, I stick that nail, pierce that nail into his ball sack and then straight to that uh, board. Okay, that, so literally, oh my God, it's so hard for me to explain to this. <laughs> but you get what I mean, right? Okay, I pull the ball sack, not not on his ball, it's just the skin. And um, and um, yeah, knocks a few nails, um, um, pierce um, over the skin and onto that board. And oh my god, he get a lot of pleasure, uh, pleasure on it. And obviously, it's consensual. And um, I don't think it was. I, I don't think I was getting turned on. I'm just there for the experience. And um, yeah. And so uh, there was like five mini nails went through his uh uh ball sack skin. And um, yeah. And he didn't even flinch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's been done before, so he had he didn't even flinch at all, and yeah, I was I'm pretty sure I was making some crazy weird face while doing it. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess um that is the wildest things I guess that I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more I can share, but I don't have much time. But that is uh the two things that I can still remember till today that I think that is pretty wild for me. It's something that. I never thought I'll be doing it, but I did it anyway because of the experiences. But I don't think um, it turns me on anyway. But you know what? Um, sometimes you s I'm happy to give people pleasure. Like sometimes some guys happy to give me pleasure. So yeah, so I guess if he was happy, um, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wish I can open up this uh, conversation and have a line for you to call me in and talk about your wildest uh, stories in the bedroom. But you know what? I think I might have to make an effort to have this conversation and open it up to you listeners out there in a few weeks time. And yeah, so, <laughs> so okay, I finally get this song working um it's going to be the erotica by madonna i think it's very sexy when you play this in the bedroom yeah so enjoy
Finally, we got that song played. Oh my god, I don't know what happened just now um, with the system here. So yeah, um, I guess it's goodbye um, for today, and I'll see you next week. Um, I'm gonna leave you with this amazing um, uh, Japanese uh, singer, um, and the song is called Maki Asakawa. Uh, it's a great song to play while you're getting intimacy in the bedroom. So next up is Salam Radio. Fushiawaseto だから私はいつも一人ぽっちじゃない気がしない。不幸せと言うなの。猫がいる。いつも私のそばにぴったり寄り添っている。この次春が来たなら。迎えに来ると言いたあの人の嘘つきもう春なんか気がしない気がしない不幸せと言う